0: amen what a mighty God we serve today how great is our God a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee has to bow and every tongue has to confess he's the Lord he's the ruler amen do you believe that today amen let's go to him in prayer as we just speak to him may he speak back to you today father We're your children who have gathered in your name once more. And it's Sunday. We have come on this first day of the week to honor the resurrection. Also, it's the day, 50 days after our Easter, which they call Pentecost. Lord may today be a Pentecost in the hearts and lives of men and women. Across this congregation, across the world lord thou knowest every need of your people i pray that you would just speak to them today to that they would know that you're the god that's in control of every situation that there is no lack for the promises of god are sure and the word of god is a living word it's alive to bring forth what it was sent to do Lord, we know that it must accomplish what it's been released for. And there was words that has been released for our day. Scripture that has been made alive, that has been enlightened, that light has shone on. Pages of the Word that was written and maybe has been left in obscurity for years and years and years, as men did not know its meanings. But we come into a time where light is shining on the Word of God and illuminating every promise from Genesis to Revelation. And we pray, Lord, that you'll illuminate it to our hearts today and that you'll reveal yourself to us through the Word, we pray. Heal the sick among us. Lord, those out on the Internet and around the world that are in need today and they need a touch, I pray that you'll touch them. Lord, may they realize that even though they can't be in physically here in this service, that by the Holy Spirit, by the work of grace, that they can enter into an atmosphere of believing where that all things are possible to them that believe. I ask, Lord, that you'll minister to every person that is here. You see the guests that's in our midst today, as well as those that Did not get to attend for one reason or another or not in the service. I pray that you would bless them all. And Lord, we commit it in your hand. I'm your servant, Lord. I can only do as you will anoint. But when the anointing comes, the anointing will break the yoke. So break the yoke of every sin, doubt, and unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. If you will turn with me to Daniel chapter twelve and verse one, we actually left off on this last week as we concluded our service, and trusting today that we can just um, receive something from the Lord. We're going to be speaking today. Um, we had spoke last week on the Lord is a man of war, and this this week we are today we're going to be speaking on we shall overcome. Amen. So knowing if the Lord is on our side, then who or what can be against us? Amen. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1, we want to read from there today. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time, and at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall, will, shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever." But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Amen. We'll let you have your seats, and you pray for me as we look into the word today. I just wanted to share with you a a dream that I had on this past Tuesday morning. I woke up to this and just uh, bask in the presence of the Lord for a while, but I was dreaming that I was going to a meeting somewhere where I was going to preach, and I was laying out things to take, and I laid out a weapon. It was a custom-fit gun that just fit me perfectly. And, you know, there was someone else that said um, in the dream that another gun would be better, but I knew that gun would shot, shot a pattern that would hit the target, and every ball of lead in it from Genesis to Revelation would hit the target. And I was demonstrating of how I could pick this gun up and shoulder it and shoot it by instinct, just by sighting the barrel, and I could do it better and quicker with this gun that fit me. And as I was in this dream, as dreams go, I I said, Timothy and I will be taking the meetings, but I'm going to be preaching from the inspiration of Christ, the mystery of God revealed, because Brother Branham said, if you miss it, come back to this tape and um, and I said then I said this is the threefold purpose, and I went over them to reveal Himself in Christ, to redeem a bride, and to get preeminence in His people, and then to take them back to Eden. And I and then and I the dream continued, and I said this will fulfill His other great sermon of God in the universe, God in His Word, God in His Son, and then finally God in His people. And this will bring them back to Eden condition. And i tell you, I, I believe that we're living a, in a very wonderful hour and a very wonderful time where we're about to turn from time back into eternity. So what an hour, what a day that we are in. It, you know, I, even our dreams, our, our things that we think upon begin to reflect this. And I I thought as I read the scripture this morning from Daniel chapter 12 that, It was a time where um, there was a battle in the heavens. And this would be in the earlier chapters of Daniel where Daniel had set his face to pray, and he wanted to know exactly what God was doing in that hour of fulfilling the word of promise that had been given. And so he set his face to pray and to fast and you know, it was many days before he got an answer, and yet um, he received a, finally an angel came to him that um, told him, Daniel, you are greatly beloved. Amen. I want you just to think of this just because that you are hanging on to a promise, don't give up on it, amen, amen. The, the, the message finally comes through, you're greatly beloved, and he said, I would have been here from the day you prayed, but there was a battle in the heavens. And this battle in the heavens delayed my coming. And I would not be here except for Michael, the archangel, came to help me. And, uh, so, and, and so, you know, this sets the stage for Daniel chapter 12, where that Michael now is, is standing up, and it shows um, that there has been a battle in heaven. And then as he stands up or he arises, he stands up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And that word stand up means to arise, to come on the scene, to stand forth, to appear, to rise against, or rise up and rise against. So, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an hour where that we are living in a time of trouble, As the Bible said, like there's never been, and you can expect things to get worse and worse and worse as we face the end time. But you remember, it's in that hour that Michael stands up, and he arises. And of course, when he does, I want you to notice that he tells us already, you know, the outcome of the battle, and thy people shall be delivered. This word delivered means they shall escape. And you remember the rapture um, is very much similar to the Red Sea that we have been preaching about where they escaped through the Red Sea and it closed up upon the enemy and they were on the other side. And, and the rapture is very much an escape upon, from the things that are coming upon the earth. The Bible said that you should uh, pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape the things that are coming upon the earth. Because he said that like a snare, it shall come upon the earth. And he said, don't be caught with drunken and 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 um, the cares of this life. Don't let that overtake you, but get ready to leave from here. Amen. And I think if there was ever a time that we should prepare to go forward, to go through, to... To, to meet the challenge of the hour it is now. And the Bible said that everyone that shall be found um, written in the book shall be delivered. So if you notice here, a battle, uh, Michael standing up, a book, and everyone whose name written in the book shall be delivered. So this, this again, as we was paralleling with, with it last week, with Revelation chapter 5, and we will speak just a little bit about that again today. But I, I want you just to, to, to kind of understand that we are here in the fulfilling of these prophecies. The things that were written aforetime, they were written for our admonition Amen. and to prepare us for the end time. where We could see that God has the road map already written out in his Bible. Now, the Bible said that they that be wise, that means um, that they that be wise shall shine. And I want to just look on all of this for a moment. They shall shine. Look, they that be wise, that word means to have insight. Wise means to have insight, to have comprehension. So there is a people that will actually comprehend or have revelation Of what God is saying. Now, remember, this is Christ, the mystery of God revealed. Brother Branham established it totally through that sermon that it is is not a a group revelation. It is not something you get from an organization. It is in teachings that is passed down. It is absolutely a revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. And so, again, they that be wise, that has this insight, that has the ears to hear what the Spirit is saying, that has eyes to see when the rest of the world is blinded, that has comprehension because they have the mind of God, that these that are wise, they, they shall shine. And that word shine means to warn, to teach, to shine, to send out a light. To be shining there as the brightness of the firmament, as all the stars of the heavens. And this word stars means right here, the brothers of the Messiah. Amen. So we'll shine as the brothers of the Messiah. Think about this day. There's a people who will shine as Abraham shone in his day. As he stood out from among the heathen as uh, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all the, the men down to the Bible, Elijah, Moses, whoever they were, the stars before us. Amen. The sons of the Messiah. Amen. As they have shown, also will the wise in this day shine as sons of the Messiah. Amen. Doing exploits in this day. Amen, because they are the stars that shine forever and ever as brothers of the Messiah. Now, remember from last Sunday that this is again the Pentecost of Pentecost. It is the Jubilee of Jubilees. And let me show you what God is doing at this Pentecost. It's where he stands up and, and, and as, an, as an overcomer, as a mighty conqueror, as a bloody lamb, Notice Revelation 5 shows him as the, the, him that has overcome death, hell, and the grave. Revelation 5 and 6, and I beheld in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. So you have Daniel 12, which is Michael standing up, you have the lamb now standing but notice he doesn't stand as a victim. He doesn't stand as one who is dead. A dead lamb doesn't stand. But he was slain. But in his death, he won a victory. Amen. And verse 9 tells us that the, the victory, the lamb's victory, has redeemed us to God by that blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. Amen. Now, this is what the message of God does for us. As the Lamb stands up, notice what he does. He redeems us, but he makes us unto our God have a dominion. Amen. We reign as kings and priests. AND IT'S NOT JUST SOMETHING THAT'S GONNA HAPPEN IN THE FAR OFF, well, BY AND BY, WAY OUT yonder IN THE GREAT FUTURE, BUT WE SHALL REIGN ON THE EARTH. AMEN. Amen. WE'LL REIGN OVER THE FLESH, OVER SIN, OVER THE DEVIL, OVER OUR OWN EARTH. NOW, SO WHEN, when THIS MESSAGE WAS GIVEN, I WANT YOU TO REMEMBER, IT WAS A DECLARATION OF WAR against the, the established systems of the day, of, uh, against the satanic kingdoms. It was a declaration of war that was, was a trumpet call for every one of us to prepare for battle. Amen. Amen. Now, remember this. Brother Branham told us in the fifth seal, the angel of God, um, this is first seal, the angel of God catches the mystery of God not yet fully revealed and But when he does, he catches the mystery of God and then goes forth to the people after the mystery has been given to him. He goes forth to the people. What does he do there? He proclaims a message. And what does it do? What does it start? It starts a war, a spiritual war. Now, remember this time, this last day that we are in is a time of war. And the message that you have received is a call to battle. It is a trumpet call preparing yourself for battle. Amen. Now, you can see it's not just in the physical, but it's also in the heavenlies. Because, again, the angels themselves, are there, there's war in heaven. Amen. And, and we're going to be looking at this this morning a little bit later in Revelation 12. But right now, I want you to understand that we are in a battle and we're depicted, you know, of, of, uh, of how we will be in this battle, of what the battle array will be. Now, I want you to see him when he comes with his army to take the world over for the millennium. This is going to be a future scripture. But the scripture, as I said, does not pertain to now, but when he comes back with his saints, and we're talking about Revelation 19 and verse 11, and he says, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. We heard last Wednesday night on the faithful God. Amen. This is him coming. He is faithful and he is true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. I want you to understand our God is a warrior God. And he is leading us into battle. This is not a time of making peace with the enemy. This is a time of battle, of great war, a great strife. There is strife in the earth. There is strife in the heavens. Amen. Everywhere that you, everywhere you look, there is a conflict. We see the forces of hell that is gathering. And Brother Brandon would tell us all hell is against this teaching. So we know all of hell. We can see it arrayed on many fronts. We can see it there with the perversion of Sodom. We can see it there in our government and the perversion of our laws. We can see it in the world conditions. As uh, nations gather themselves against Jerusalem, and the world criticizes her, even defending her own self and her territory. Are are you with me? Amen. There is battlefronts everywhere that you look. You cannot look anywhere in this world and, and see that there is peace. It is a time of war. It is a time of great strife. And I want you to understand that You know, rather than being discouraged because of war, you should be encouraged because we are in the battle for the rapture. We are in the battle for the body change. We are in the battle for the greatest divine healing movement that ever struck the earth where men and women will be standing on their feet and old age will go away and they'll be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. You are in a battle for your life. And you must lay hold on eternal life. Amen. You must be persevering, persistent. You must not give up. You must not be a quitter. You must not be a peacekeeper. You must not allow the enemy to have one ounce of territory on any promise of God. But you're going to stand there and you're going to resist the devil so that he will flee from you. You already got the word. What's going to happen when you resist? He will flee from you. He judges and makes war. Judges and makes war. Now listen, this is the word of God. And I'm telling you, he that rides his horse, his name is called the word of God. So as the word comes in any age, in any time, he judges and makes war. He judges and makes war. Are you with me? And his eyes was as a flame of fire. We're just going to stop here just a moment. Let's, let's just kind of uh, digest some of this. Ruminate on it for a little bit. His eyes were as a flame of fire. Did, did you notice last Sunday we were talking about him looking through the pillar of fire? When he looked through that pillar of fire and he judged the Egyptians... And then he declared war on them, saying that your enemy that you have had, the Egyptians that you've seen, your slave masters, you will see them from this day no more. Amen. And and so his eyes are a flame of fire. So when he looks through the pillar of fire, and I want you to to remember and, and bring this connection Because this is the day that we saw vividly the pillar of fire. Amen. His picture was taken. Amen. His identification was there service after service. And we saw what he did when he looked through the pillar of fire. And when God looks through the pillar of fire, every thought is exposed. No demon can hide. Faith or unbelief is revealed. Every sin is exposed. Are you with me? Amen. Hey man, like, like when I, I was a young boy, I was in Jack Moore's church in Life Tabernacle. We didn't attend there, but I went to this meeting where that Mr. Teenage America was that came to Life Tabernacle. And his claim to fame was demonstrating his great strength by taking the port phone book, which is about th- at that time was about as thick as my Bible. His it was a big book. We don't have, that's almost abs, obsolete. You hardly know what a phone book is anymore. But anyway, you know, they, that Mr. Teenage America, he would demonstrate his great strength before everybody by taking and tearing a port phone book in two. And and so uh, I saw him do that at Live Tabernacle, as I said, at Jack Morris church. And then just a little later, in Brother Bradham's meetings right about that time, in the presence of the pillar of fire, I want you to get this. Looking through that, Brother Bradham turned to him on the platform, and, and he said, you know about last night, and he cried out, oh, God, forgive me. And Brother Branham said, well, since you've asked forgiveness, I won't expose you. Amen. Now, this was witnessed, this is actually not on tape, but it was witnessed by people that were there. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. But what was it? It was in the presence of the pillar of fire. As Brother, as as Sister Jenny Kemp was there in that meeting and went through the prayer line, and someone, a lady just before, desiring a baby, and Brother Bannon said, but you got to have it that you need to get rid of, and that's smoking. What was it? It was looking through the pillar of fire and finding the root of unbelief that with the symptoms of sin, which was smoking, and it was exposed so that she could be delivered. Are you with me? And when sicknesses were exposed, over and over and over again, devils couldn't hide. I I just went, as I was reminiscing on this and thinking of it, I went back and I thought of some of the prayer lines where Brother Brandon said, I I can see some kind of room. It's it's, uh, a white-looking, oh, you were operated on. And, um, you know, they've done something the doctors have. It's caused a, a bowel condition. Isn't that right? They made a mistake there. But God is here to correct it. You believe it. Satan, you thought you could hide from the doctor, but you can't hide from God. Come out of the woman in the name of Jesus Christ. So, you know, it not only, you know, it exposed even the mistake the doctors made. Are you with me? It showed right down into the operating room. It shows that once God looks to the pillar of fire, he can see every sin, every fault, Every problem because he does judge. Come on. And then he made war. Satan, you thought you could hide from the doctor. And And the diseases and devils, they do a pretty good job of hiding from the doctors. But he said, You can't hide from God. Come out of the woman. Now, again, you know, um, many times that these spirits would call out to each other. I remember, and I told this before, but uh, I, I used to preach when I was um, a lot younger back in the 70s, early 70s. Um, in fact, Wayne Lawson, when I was in some of my meetings as a five-year-old boy, and he could remember me, me coming, he said, You had something on your foot, Brother Tim, said, I, I remember that. And, and I had had surgeries, and I was in a walking cast. And I was preaching for Henry Darris, a revival meeting in a walking cast. And, and so as I, as I was preaching this meeting, uh, you know, then, then um, Brother Darris shared with me a personal testimony of how that he was in uh, Brother Brandon's meetings, how he went there in the, in the early days um, in Jonesboro, uh, Arkansas, and he was in a tent meeting, and he couldn't get a seat. He had cancer, and it was in his throat, and it had eaten, eaten out the lining of his throat, and, and he had difficulty there swallowing. And because uh, he was looking for healing, he, uh, he, he was, came and was um, leaning up against a tent post and standing in the meeting because he couldn't get a seat and was wanting to be close. So he found a place by tent post and was standing there leaning against it. And as the meeting went on, there was a lady coming to prayer line or a person came in the prayer line, and they had cancer in their body. And as Brother Branham began to discern, he said, wait a minute. He said, there's a black streak going from this woman to that man right over there. She has cancer, and this man has cancer. And the demon in this person is calling for the demon that is afflicting this man to to come and help and congregate for unbelief. And he said, but Satan, you have been exposed. So come out of them in the name of Jesus Christ. And Henry Darris was healed in that meeting because, again, God was looking through the pillar of fire, calling things what they were. Now, you see, again, um, this is from one of the prayer lines. Brother Brandon said, moving up close to me now is comes a spirit of death. It's black. It's hideous. The veil is parting back. I see a woman examined. It's a cancer, and it's come to take your life. But Jesus Christ come to give you life. Amen. And when, who, who do you believe tonight? The Lord Jesus Every cancer sufferer in the building, stand to their feet at this time for the defeat of one of the arch enemies of the human race. Will you stand to your feet? That demon called cancer, you might hide from the doctor, but you can't hide from God. You're exposed. Come out of these people in the name of Jesus Christ. You are defeated. What was we showing? We were showing a warrior God at work because in a time of trouble, amen, in a time when doctors can't do anything about it, amen, here he comes on the scene. He stands up on the behalf of his people. Amen. Don't keep this back in the past. Bring this right down to this building this morning, or wherever you are sitting or staying at at this moment, bring it right down to your pew or to your chair. And remember, there's a living God who is bringing that battle right down to your pew and then to defeat your enemy to overcome. We shall not be defeated, but we shall overcome. Hallelujah. The healing line, Brother Bradham said, he talked to a man, as he would often do, it do, and he said, you know, there's nothing I could do to help you in the way of healing. You look like a good, strong man to me, but perhaps you're not. I don't know, but our Lord Jesus knows, and he knows me, and, and if you believe that he's here, his presence is here, you believe he's here, and then he said, it's a cancerous condition. Now, wait a minute. The obvious signs on the outside was a healthy man. But here, when the pillar of fire looks at it, he sees more than a healthy man. He sees a demon hiding there, a cancerous condition, And then he points out to the audience and he says, that man sitting right there has the same thing. And these demons are screaming one to another for pity, for mercy. They're calling and so is the angel of God calling. And the battle is here. And now your faith will determine which way it goes. And that's exactly the way it is in the battle. Your faith, you decide." You can decide this morning, amen, you can decide this is the day I'm going to walk in freedom. This is the day I'm going to have my deliverance. This is the day I'll have victory in my family. This is the day the enemy stops right here. The decision is yours. Amen. Now, speaking to another he says, brother, coming with you comes a black spirit, which is death. It's a devil, cancer. There's a lady sitting there also with a cancer, a cancer on the pelvic bone. And I hear somebody, your name is Mrs. Roy Zekes, or Zook, or Zeeks or something like that. Isn't that right? Now, listen, he's here and he's trying to catch what has been said. I hear this said. And he said, isn't that right? Wave your hand. That's right. Now the devil's pulling between you, and it's off of both of you. Now it's light between you. Now go believe him with all your heart. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, what happened? The pillar of fire stood between them. Yeah. Amen. This is exactly what happened with Egypt and, and Israel. The pillar of fire was between them all night. Amen. The pillar of fire can come and stand between you. Remember the song, a wall of fire about me. I have nothing now to fear. Amen. Amen. Again, another one. He said, Satan lost that battle. Hallelujah. Those that the devil calls one to another. They're screaming and calling for help. That's the reason I called for your prayer. Pray for me. Help. Keep praying. You see, it's a power. It's a battle. It's the devil fighting wrong, fighting against right. Right against wrong. Quit being a skeptic. That's right. Believe with all your heart. Be expecting to be next. Amen. 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 The Holy Spirit is healing all through the building, being expecting to be next. That ought to be your expectation this morning. I'm next in line. My number's being called. This is my moment. Amen. Come on, wake up your neighbor this morning. Not preaching to the sleeping virgin, I'm preaching to the bride of Christ. Amen. Be expecting me be next. Now, what the outcome of that is, I know not. I know the thing left them. There was a dark streak between them and, the, and this one calling for mercy. Listen, he could hear them saying, Help, help, help. Keep him from believing. Keep him from believing. And I looked down to see where it was, and I seen the woman, and I seen another woman calling her, and I don't know what it was, calling something another. I couldn't make it out just right, and that dark streak all left, and it turned light, and the Holy Spirit was moving between them. The light, the life of it left. Have faith. Hallelujah. Isn't it time that there be a people of faith? Oh, that God would come to evening light tabernacle and find what he's looking for. When the Son of Man cometh, will I find somebody who will believe? Again, I want to just bring this out because it shows not only the, the, the disease, but the sin, many times, he would say, I see a black shadow, but I see a darker shadow. You're not a Christian. And a greater than Solomon is here. This is a 61 sermon. He said, I suppose we're strangers to one another. You know how Brother Branham often did. The Lord Jesus can reveal to me what your trouble is. Will you believe me? I hate to tell you this. You want me to tell you anyhow? You're shadowed. Cancer. You're shattered to death. You had some habits to give up, that you got to give up. That's right. Will you do it? Let me show you. I feel another spirit coming in, the devil. You're trying to get right with God. Now here, this person's trying to get right with God. He said, frankly, you just got baptized to get straight. So he's already making steps toward it. But again, a dark shadow was still over them, and he still had habits to give up. You see, again, the light is shining, the eyes as a flame of fire. This is also described in Revelation chapter 1. His eyes are as a flame of fire. This is what we have seen him as in this generation Amen. He not only sees the sins and diseases of the people, but he sees the sins and the diseases of the church who was steeped in unbelief and darkness of creeds and dogmas and was able to discern the unbelief to bring us back to faith again. And he said, let me show you something. I feel another spirit in, in here. You're trying to get right with God. Frankly, you've just been baptized. And that lady there, and he points to the congregation, well, you be, with leukemia, you believe Jesus Christ will make you well. If you have faith, he will do. You, you accept it. You believe he'll heal you and make you well. Have you got a prayer card? And she said, no. And he said, you don't. Well, it's a cancer too, sister. You don't have to have a prayer card. Raise up your hand to Christ and say, the lady sitting there with the little red coat laying across her laps, don't you see that light hanging over that woman? I want to ask you something. You be honest with me. When I spoke cancer and death, something strange happened to you. Is that right? You had a funny feeling like come over you. Is that right? If that's right, then wave your hands to the people. See, it's death too on that woman is leukemia, or that's what the doctor said, and he's right. And you both are under the shadows of death. This dark, that dark streak coming from this one, what is it? It's that devil in here that's called cancer. Cancer is a medical word, means a crab, but it's a devil, it's a killer, it's a tormentor. It's on this man and in that woman, and he was calling for help to try to get this man to disbelieve it, And the Holy Spirit beat him to it and threw faith on the woman and she touched something and the devil thought he could get by with it. But when you both believe on Jesus Christ and accept him as your healer, then in the name of Jesus Christ, I condemn that devil to leave you both and you go and be well in the name of Jesus Christ. What was it again? God looking through the pillar of fire, discerning the hearts. Even what the doctor said, and the doctor said it's leukemia, but then he said, and he's right. Yeah. Now, you see, uh, again, the, this, is, this is something that we got to understand, church, that we are living in a day in a time where that God has turned the fire and looking at his enemy. He is seeing the enemy now as for what he really is. It's a time where he dresses as the avenger as he starts to finish his redemption work. Oh, brother, I can't wait till the day he looks on our bodies and he avenges us of every gray hair, of every false teeth, of every eye trouble, come on, of every joint problem. Amen, as he changes us from mortal to immortality. Amen. I can't wait, because we're living in a time the pillar of fire is about to direct his attention right on mortality itself. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Now, so you see, this is, this is where that there is a battle that is going on. Every service was a battle. Every service you come to is a battle. Amen. You're going to be battling against unbelief. You're going to be battling against thoughts. You're going to be battling against um, a sleepy devil. You're going to be battling against the tiredness of this age and and the weariness of your flesh. You're going to be battling. You're going to be battling on every front. But I want you to remember, we shall overcome. Amen. Because we're not in this battle alone. I guarantee you, if you start praying right in your seat right now, God, come to my side. Amen. Let me see you in your power. Come to my pew right now. Amen. You see God come in a miraculous way to touch your heart, to change your life, to change situations. Now, Satan hates to be exposed. And that's why when you have two books in the Bible, the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation, that those two books exposes the devil. Amen. More than any of the other books in the Bible, then Satan hates them. He hates Genesis. He tries his best to to do everything he can to discredit it. Amen. To say it isn't right. To question the creation, to question the God of creation. Amen. You know, I, I, I heard, I read the other day where somebody said, who wants to believe in some phony belief of you eat a fruit from a magic tree and all men die? Well, I understand their pain. Who does want to believe that? It's not a magic fruit. It was sin in the garden. Amen. But it's been exposed. All the fairy tales, come on, and mythology that tried to attach itself to the book has been exposed, and now we know what the real sin in the garden was. Amen. Now, again, again, you see, again, the, the reason he hates. The, Genesis and Revelation is because both of them exposes it. It shows his beginning and it shows his end. And I'm reading, I'm going to be reading in Revelation 12 in a minute which shows you the casting down of Satan because it shows his defeat. Amen. I you are a people that already know the outcome of the battle before you go in there. But that wasn't unique to you. This is what he told Israel. Amen, I give you that land. Amen, it's a good land, and you will drive them out. And I'm going to go before you, and I will lead you in the battle. Amen, and you will drive them out. I've given you this land. They already know that victory is theirs before they even fight the first fight. Are you with me? But unbelief would keep them from the promise. They would take the promise and not mix it with faith. And this would keep them out of the divine promise. Now, remember when the church disbelieves Satan and believes the Spirit's revelation of the word, the gates of hell cannot prevail against her. That's why that God does these things in this day, revelation, revelation, revealing the thoughts, revealing the hearts, revealing the word. If you can have confidence that he knows the heart, that he knows the thought, that he can judge the sin, that he can tell the diseases, that he can call the name. If you can have confidence that he knows the address, then you surely got to have confidence he knows his word. Amen. And his word is even more vital importance right. to be revealed to the people in the end time than the problem you have in your life. Right. Amen. Amen. So, so again, you know, even when names are called and diseases revealed, Satan hates it. That's right. And That's one thing. You, you know, Satan is doing everything he can to undermine the revelation and the authority of the word. He's doing everything he can to get you to doubt, Amen. to bring confusion. Amen, Amen. But, but now notice uh, again, you know, uh, you know he, it can discern diseases. It can expose the devil. Amen, but what about faith? Can't the Holy Spirit recognize faith? Yes. Amen. You know, when God looks to the eyes of the pillar of fire, can't he tell that you are a believer? Amen. That's right. He could tell that some were sinners. Right. Amen. Amen. He could tell what their disease was. Amen. He could tell their habits. Right. Right. Some of me would have to move away from the microphone Come on, and say, you know, I remember uh, and as I was with Moses, he talks to Betty D- Daughtery and, and she had been healed in an earlier meeting. Now she's a grown woman. That was when she's a child. Now she's a grown woman. And something had come up and he pulled her aside. He said, are you living for God, Betty? Is everything right between you? And he pulls her aside. I don't know what he tells her. But her heart is exposed. He says, I want to look deep down in your soul now. You know, this, this is when hypocrisy and hypocrites and the facade is all stripped away and you're naked. Exposed. Now wait a minute, Brother Bradham told us we're, one of the last thing he says in the message communion, one of the last sermon he leaves us. Just like Jesus took communion with his disciples, went to the cross. Went to his death. Brother Bradham takes communion and goes to his death. And the last sermon in communion, he comes right down to it. And he says, church, there's going to be an Ananias, Sapphira, repeat. Sin is not going to be allowed to stay in the presence of believers. A day when playing church is over with. Hiding sin in the pew under the cloak of religion. Right. Amen. Amen. When God looks through those eyes of, of the pillar of fire, can he tell that you are a believer? Yeah. As Brother Random said, you know, and I'm just going to go through some of these for a moment just to kind of show you. He says in the prayer line, you are a Christian believer because your spirit feels so welcome." And I know this is the Holy Spirit here, and I know it welcomes you. Amen. Amen. On, Hallelujah. Amen. Think about that. You welcomed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Inviting you into his presence. Amen. I suppose we're stranger to each other. We don't know one another, but you're a believer. I can tell just as soon as you come here, your faith is welcoming to me. And I know you're a Christian. Again, I perceive now you're a Christian because your spirit feels welcome. And I know it's a Christian spirit in you and God knows all about you. Isn't that right? She's feeling the presence of his being, which is going to her. She's a Christian, a believer, a spirit-filled Christian, and she's believing. And that's why she's feeling the operation of that being standing near her. Is that right, lady? You're a believer. That is right, because your spirit is welcome. The angel of the Lord, which is now on both of us, is making me see your spirit is welcoming No wonder he comes when two or more gather in his name. Because they welcome him. They invite him. They want him. They're calling draw night to me. Come to me, oh precious Savior. Urban, Come to me. Again, he said, as soon as I go to talking, I find out one thing about you. You're a Christian believer. You're a Christian because your spirit is welcome. And I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you're a born-again believer. That's right. Because your spirit feels welcome to the angel of the Lord. My goodness. Amen. Amen. A people who he feels welcome with. Don't you want to be that kind of person? That you just welcome him. You invite him. He, He just... He feels at home with you. Again, he said, he said to a lady, he said, uh, you believe with all your heart, only if your faith in Jesus can help you, sister. He said, the reason I regard you sister because you're a believer. And you're a Christian. If it wasn't, your spirit would be moving back, being dark around you. But it turns light. You're a believer and your spirit is welcomed by the spirit that's anointed me. If you wasn't a Christian, if you wasn't a believer, you would your spirit would be moving back. I wonder sometimes what is happening when people recoil and draw back when the Word of God is preached. It may be on holiness. It may be on things you don't like to hear, but it's the Word of God. And you recoil back. Amen. If your spirit moving back, you're but but you are a believer because it turns light. Another one he says, he said, now God knows us both, sister. And he said, I hesitated about sister for a minute to say that, but I realize now you are. It's the first thing you know that you're a Christian, because as soon as I caught your spirit, it come in like that. You were a Christian. Your spirit was welcome. If it kept turning dark and cloudy, I'd know you wasn't. And therefore, I wouldn't have called you my sister. Said so like Philip uh, said to Nathaniel, when he's called up, Jesus said, behold, an Israelite, a believer in whom there's no guile. How do I know you as an Israelite, a true believer? That's the same spirit. The woman could have been a rank sinner, but I know she's a Christian because the first thing her spirit When this anointing that's here now, it caught right quick, you see. I seen it was a Christian, and it made it welcome. You see, it didn't doubt and disbelieve. It made it welcome. Amen. Now, you know, we're all prone to skepticism. Is that right? Amen. We're prone to question. We're prone to... You know, to to even doubt. I hear Brother Bradham's praying often, God forgive me of my unbelief. We all struggle with it. It's part of our human makeup, it's our unconverted part. But there's something on the inside of us that causes us to believe. Is that right? Amen. Even when we don't understand, even when we say, Well, to whom could we go? We don't have any other place to go. There's a lot of the skeptics out there today, you know, that say that bring all of their accusations against the prophet and his message, and they and they got all their reasons and their thoughts all lined up as to why Brother Branham is not a true prophet. And you know, and sometimes you, you seem like you don't even know what to say to them. And I don't care if we don't have an answer. We believe anyhow. Where are we believing from? Not from up here. We may not understand it here. We understand it here. We know only God can do these things. And beside all of that, you know, what have you got that is better than what I got? Where are you going to take me? What kind of path of sin am I going to go down? Just like I told a bunch of them that wrote me the other day and I said, go drink your beers and, and go wear your shorts and laugh your way to hell. But I ain't going your direction. I know in whom I have believed. Amen. I am persuaded. Amen. I'm persuaded that he that knows the heart, he that discerns the heart, he that time after time was never wrong. Amen. He was never wrong. Amen. And it comes and it's never wrong. You say, Oh, Brother Jim, this never happened. Only, you know, this, this isn't even scientific. I don't care if it's the first time ever it ever happened. It's never wrong. Now, but as I was saying that, my father in law. Jerome Butts. We called him Love It. Some people did. That's his middle name. His mother was a Love It. And he was named after his mother's family. So Love It. But he was a young, I call him a young man. You know, these men, they were, they have sojourned among us. They're believers just like us. They just ran out of time. but a meeting there in, in Mississippi where that he, where Brother Branham was preaching in Mississippi and he drove over to the meeting and Brother Branham was saying some things and, and whatever and he said I sat there and he said I, I kind of was a skeptic and I said you know I didn't say it out loud I just thought it you know that, that ain't right, that can't be true. And he said, something hit me right in the stomach. He said, when it did, he said, I turned from my unbelief right then, and I embraced it. I knew it was right, because the Holy Spirit witnessed it back to me. Amen. Amen. Now, again, you know, there, there it is again. You know, some of us, Come to places there anything good can come out of Nazareth. Amen. But then we come back around and say, we may not put it together. We may not understand why he's from Nazareth and not from Bethlehem. We may not have all the facts. We cannot go back through history. We can't talk to his mother, but we know this. He's the Messiah. We can't explain everything, but we know it's the truth. Amen. Because why? We saw him look through the pillar of fire. And there was something in you that welcomed. Notice now, he said, I see your Christian is turning real light around you. That means your spirit is welcoming me. He said, Can't you see that people, me and the woman? The light moving, whipping around that Holy Spirit, you don't see it perhaps yourself, but in your spirit, you know it's there. Right. Yeah. Amen. You don't see it perhaps, but in your spirit, it lets you know it's there. Now, that's the thing that heals you, not me, it's your faith in him. Amen. I want to get just a couple of these. He says to this, this another woman, I said, I, I said, he said, sister, look this way. He said... I called you sister when I looked around. I had my back turned you, but I felt the spirit on you that you're a Christian. You're a believer. I don't know you, but I know you're a Christian because the spirit that's on you and the spirit that's on me is a relative. Amen. And you just feel like you're welcome. You know, you're just making it feel good. You're welcome. The spirit that's on you and the spirit that's on me is a relative. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Well, isn't that right? Yes. Every one of you born in the spirit of God, your sister, your brother, more than that, your daughter or son of God. Amen. 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 You're a relative. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, let, let me get this one. He says, he said, he um, said, This lady's a stranger to me. We we are strangers to each other, but the Lord Jesus knows us both. It's a perfect picture. Here's a picture of St. John 4, a colored woman, a white man. That day there was a Samaritan and a Jew, two races of people. Jesus let her know quickly there was no difference. We're all God's creatures. The country we live in, changing our color has nothing to do with it. The God wanted his people that way. He made men white, black, black, brown, yellow, red. He made them all that way. That's his business, and he loves us all. Amen. What a great thing. Amen. Amen. But here, here's a perfect picture. Two people that's never met before in our first time, two different races, and I perceive that you are a believer. You are a Christian Amen. because your spirit is welcome. AND THAT GREAT ANGEL OF GOD WOULD NOT WELCOME NOTHING THAT WAS WRONG? CERTAINLY NOT. YOU SEE THAT PICTURE THERE, THAT ANGEL ON THAT PICTURE, THAT LIGHT UP ABOVE THAT WHERE I'M STANDING, AND THIS IS WHAT MAKES YOU FEEL THE WAY THAT YOU'RE FEELING NOW JUST COMING DOWN OVER YOU? THE WOMAN IS A CHRISTIAN BECAUSE FROM HER COMES A FEELING OF FRIENDSHIP. Her spirit is in, that's in her is welcoming the spirit that is in me. Your welcome spirit is vibrating warmly. Amen. Your spirit has begun to witness to me. You're a Christian. It feels welcome. If it wasn't, it'd be pushing away. You ever notice when sinners come and things that see uh, how it pushes away from them like that, is, it'll just, right now, it'll tell them you're a sinner, you do such and such, or you do so and so. We're man and you're a woman. And he said, with the spirit, you're a Christian. I can feel the vibration there with your spirit. You know it's just moving. And I know you're not a hitchhiker. And he says, you're a Christian, and he said, Now, what I mean, a hitchhiker is just jump from place to place. In other words, someone, a hitchhiker is someone who for a little, rides a little while with you and gets off before you reach the destination. Is that right? They're just along for the ride. And it's as soon as he find out what he thinks is a flaw in the message, he gets off. Is that right? Amen. That's a hitchhiker. People who are not fully Christian are hitchhikers. They just along for the ride. They're just taking up space in a church. Amen. They're not going the same place. They're just going along for a few weeks, a few months, sometimes a few years, sometimes for years. But at some point, they're going to get off because they never, ever really sold out. They're hitchhikers. Amen. You know, he said, but you're born again. You're a real Christian. I can feel you're welcome. And the Holy Spirit here welcomes that spirit because it's a kindred spirit. And we're brother and sister. I say, church, why don't we be real? We got enough hitchhikers. We got enough hitchhikers along the way. People that are just going along for the ride for a little while, but they're not completely sold out. They won't give their all. They won't give everything, and God sees it. He knows your attitude toward the Word. He knows your attitude toward tithing. He knows that you just think that tithing is an Old Testament scripture. When Jesus placed it in the new, and he said, these things you ought to have done and not left the others undone. You miss it when that, that you're not paying to a man or to a church, but you're paying tithes to Melchizedek, to the eternal priesthood, and God recognizes it. You fail to forget what God established in his word because you're just a hitchhiker. You've never been sold out to God, never surrendered your life to him. So you hold things back like Ananias and Sapphira where they held back portions that belonged to God. Are you with me? Amen. But I want you to know that God's calling a people today that are not hitchhikers. They're just not along the way for a little ride. They're in for the journey. We're going in a rapture. We're going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We will be in the millennium. We will come back with him. Come on, somebody. And we will ride, amen, in victory all the way, every way, every step of the way. And the Bible said, and on his head were many crowns. I spent a long time on those eyes. But I want you just to get it. On his head were many crowns. You see, Abraham's victory was his victory. Moses' victory was his victory. Amen. Down to the ages, that wasn't their victory. Therefore, that crown really didn't belong to them. It belonged to him. And on his head was many crowns because he had many victories. He overcome, oh, hallelujah, he overcome in Abel's day. Can I preach just for a moment? He preached, if I preach on this a minute, that he overcome in Abel's day when it was a time of darkness, when sin had entered in and mortality now had cursed the human race and and darkness was there holding the people back. But I want you to remember, in that time, there was a man who got a revelation. He got a revelation that it was not fruits, but it was blood that took him out of the garden. Come on, church. And he did what? He comes back and he offers a lamb as a substitute, a living, breathing animal. And he kills him there that there will be something, die in my place. And he offers back to God blood and he cuts a hole through the darkness in that hour. Hallelujah, as an overcomer in his day. I want you to know God has never had an age where he didn't have overcomers. Never, never, never has he ever had an age where he didn't have overcomers. Amen, in Abel's day, he took the sword of that word. I don't know how he did it, darkness was all around. Mist was so great. Satan's kingdom was established on the earth. The Eden was gone from them and they didn't even know. They weren't hearing from God anymore but here in this moment he believed and by faith he began to cut through the darkness and he cut through the darkness and he cut through the darkness until he saw Calvary. He saw the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world and he cut his way through that darkness, and he come back and he offered a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because God is determined in every age to have an overcomer. Amen. Brother Bradham would preach a sermon, what is that in thine hand? Amen. Because what is it? You know, it's a stick that's in your hand. How are you going to whip Egypt with a stick? Well, i tell you, God has always done it in every age. He's always had somebody that would overcome in his day, Amen. that would defeat the devil in his time. Amen. Come on, Amen. His people has always been conquerors. Because why? He has many crowns. Amen. He has many crowns. Oh, yes, brother. I'm talking about this one that's coming. Uh, let me just read the scripture just for a minute. Give me now the, the next verse. He, because he's here he had a name that was written that no man knew, but he that received, but he that knew it or received it. Now and he had a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Next verse. Give me the and the armies in heaven, which were in heaven followed him, upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. I want to depict exactly who you are. We're talking about now where the pillar of fire places you. The armies follow him. I want you to know there's never been an age that people overcame by themselves. It was every one of them by a personal revelation. Remember, as he says in Hebrews 11, by faith, by faith, by faith. This is why the sa- satanic attack is on the personal experience with God that every person must have. If he get you to trade that for just a, a little um, social gathering, a, a joining of a club, a belonging to a society of a church, or saying you believe, a confession of faith without an action of revelation. Amen, because only revelation will defeat the devil. Come on, church. Amen, the word of God is absolutely of no use to anybody unless it's held in the hand of faith. The Bible said of them with Israel, and the the word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. Is that right? So again, he has many crowns. Amen. My goodness, here's a man, we just take him for a moment. His name is Enoch. The Bible said Enoch walked with God and was not. The world has its astronauts. The world is sending vehicles to Mars. But they're not the first. We had a was not in space long before there was an astronaut. Is that right? Amen. It started with a man walking with God. You say, Brother Tim, it's impossible for there to be a rapture in this last day. Enoch shows us it's not impossible. When the sons of God were taking daughters of men, Enoch was walking with God. You say, I can't overcome this pornography. I can't overcome the sins of this age. I'm trying to tell you right now, Enoch did. Yeah. But you say, but my failures, Brother Tim. my past, it's weighing me down. and I've had my past. And my past has been a sinful past. And you know, over and over, I fight against this past. And I fight against this past. And Enoch lived 365 days or years. And it meant 365 years. Amen. But he only walked with God 300. So Enoch had a pass. And he still took a rapture. He still walked with God. Amen. He still took territory. He still took one step at a time. He didn't stop in his experience. Oh, backslidden, must back. Church member here today who is backslidden in in your experience, you don't have to be like that. Amen. You can be an Enoch. You can be a dedicated Enoch. That's what his name meant, dedicated. I am dedicated. I'm dedicated to a rapture. I'm dedicated with walking with God. I'm dedicated and taking another step. Some of you stop at justification. Some of you stop at sanctification. Some of you stop at one place or another. Why don't you go all the way? You say, well, Brother Tim, I've got the of of the Holy Ghost, then keep on going. Keep on walking. Have an adventure with God. Go to another exploit. Take another land. Expand your border. Take another step. Don't stay where you are. Don't be stagnant. They'll be lukewarm. You gotta move. This is no stopping place. Laodicean is not a stopping place. Hey Amen, this last age is not a stopping place. Amen. You've got to put another step forward. You're an overcomer. You took this land, then you take another. You took this promise, you take another. You take that promise, you take another. You keep on walking with God. You keep on walking. Come on. Keep on walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you what, if I were you sitting where I was sitting this morning, I'd be welcoming the Holy Spirit by responding back to it and saying, "Amen." amen, that's the truth. That's nothing but the truth. I'd be a Hattie Wright sitting out there in my pew saying, that's the truth, Brother Tim. I'm taking another step today. I'm moving a little higher. I'm having a greater experience. I'm going to have greater joy. I've had joys before, I'm going to have greater joy. I've had peace before, I'm going to have greater peace. I've had victory before, I'm going to have greater victory. I'm not stopping where I am. I'm not turning around. I am not quitting. I am not giving up ground. I am not retreating. I am going forward. My name is Enoch. I'm the seventh from the second Adam. Hallelujah. Amen, I will shine as the stars in heaven. Amen, I am a son of the Messiah. And as a son of the Messiah, I'll shine for the light that in the time of darkness, I can bring light to an time people. Hallelujah! You are not sons of darkness. You are not children of darkness. You are children of the light, sons of the Messiah. This is what he said in Daniel 12, that we will shine as the permanent forever. That means we will shine as the stars, he says. I look back to this another star in the days of Noah And in Noah's day, amen, Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. Amen. His weapon of faith, his revelation gave him an escape. Amen. Come on, church. In each way, they all are speaking of the sons of God in the last day. As Brother Brandon would say in Christ's mystery, that Christ is revealed in every portion of the scripture that every event, every character all the way down to the ages has been speaking of this hour. It's been prophesying of you. So Noah would prophesy of you. Amen. Build an ark. It's going to rain, but it ain't never rain. Well, the world's going to burn with fire, but it's never burned with fire. It doesn't matter whether it's never been. This may be a new thing, but it's going to happen. Because the Word of God can never fail. Yes. In every age, it overcomes. Hallelujah. 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 And what did Noah do? Noah took there, and he built an ark. Amen. He built it there, there in three different levels. Amen. He took wood that was impossible to float. Right. It's impossible for you to make a rapture. Amen. And you're just a human. How are you going to do it? Poor as humanity. Poor as wood. Go for wood. It'll soak up all of the waters. It won't float. It's going to sink. Amen. But take an evergreen tree and cut it down. And take the light out of the evergreen and put it in the wood. Hallelujah. At Calvary, he was cut down for us. His light was poured out. And when it was poured out, it was poured out in the poorest humanity. Hallelujah. Somebody that could soak it in. That's what God, hey, you know what it was. You, when you was just a little boy or girl, you soaked in the wrong kind of music. You soaked in sin. You soaked in unbelief. You soaked it up everywhere. You know, everything of sin, you soaked, you soaked, you soaked. Amen, because God made you to soak. But you were just soaking the wrong kind of life. Amen. But that day when you met Jesus, amen, that he he gave you a revelation of why you were so thirsty. Why was you such a thirsty wood all the time? Well, I lived and I had this husband and then I had another and then I had a child out of wedlock and then I had this problem. You were soaking it all up because you were a thirsty woman. Hallelujah, like the woman at the well. You were a thirsty woman, yeah. but you found the one who could provide yeah. the river of life, who could satisfy the thirst in the human soul. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So then he soaks up that wood with that life of the evergreen, yeah. eternal life. Yeah. Amen. It makes a hard wood now. Going to go in the ark. But I tell you how I want it done. I want it like this. I want it built in three levels. You're going to have three different floors. Amen. Three different levels. You're going to have justification. You're going to have sanctification. You're going to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost where the heavens is open there and you and God fellowship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I can guarantee you, no matter what kind of waters you go through, Amen. hallelujah. Amen, you're going to make it to the dry land. No matter what kind of trouble's there, come on, you're going to make it through. Because God, hey, he didn't tell you to build an ark to seek you. He didn't give you the Holy Ghost to leave you behind. Amen, he didn't send an angel with a pillar of fire to abandon the bride and leave her in an awful condition. Now, sir, in every age, God had overcomers. Yes. Amen. It didn't matter where it was. Amen. If it was just a stick, That's right. as I quoted a while ago, when, when he was going to go fight with, with Israel, commissioned to, as an Israeli to fight with the Egyptians, right. Moses being sent back to Egypt and Pharaoh, and he said, What do you got in hand? Well, I got a rod. I'm going to use that rod to feed the devil with. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That rod will turn to a serpent. Yeah. And he will swallow up all the other serpents. That's right. Say, but them that type don't even fit. Yes, it does. It does. Jesus became sin for you. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. To swallow up all the other sins. Yeah. And there's not a sin that he didn't conquer. Yeah. Come on. He became sin. He became flesh. He came in the likeness of sinful man to pay the price of redemption for you. Yeah. And in that age, he had an overcomer. That's yeah. Well, what about your age? Ain't he going to have overcomers now? Yeah. So everywhere down to the ages, it doesn't matter who it was. If it's Paul, he could stand and at the end and say, I fought a good fight. I was not a quitter because I kept the faith. Hallelujah. Come on. When the church was against me, when my brothers was against me, when I was in perils, when I was, a... you know, we want, complaint. We want to complain right. about what we're going through. Why don't you just look at the Apostle Paul, right. beaten with stripes oh, yeah. three times, beaten until one more would have taken his life, stoned, let down a wall of the city, escaped in a basket, in perils and sea, in perils on the land, in perils and false brethren. The man was in trouble everywhere he went. Trouble came everywhere he came. I want to say it this way, though. The, the devil was in trouble everywhere Paul went. And that's the way it's got to be with you. The devil's got to be in trouble. We've got to make up our minds that the devil is the one in trouble. I am not letting nothing separate me. Amen. I'm not letting nothing drive me out. I'm not letting anything take me away from the Word and obedience to the Word. Some of you will go back through things in your past where you made an awful mistake, and you know God will bring you right back to that same awful mistake and let you repeat it so that this time you can do it right because you're going to overcome. You're not just going to be past. Why do I have this battle, Brother Tim? You're in the wall. Why are we going through what we're going? It's a battle. And you're equipped for this battle. In fact, to the matter is, you're not even leading the battle. One has already went before you. Look way up ahead. Amen. Right up there. Well, you know, way, way there at Calvary, what happened there? He defeated every bit of it. That's right. He showed you no matter what you're going through, it can be overcome. Right. Not because mm, I'm that strong, macho man. You know, I can control what my parents couldn't control. My parents, my family had anger. They had temper problems. They had this, and I can handle it. You can't handle it. You cannot handle it. Not as a human, but if you'll get born again, you'll step over into a new race. And in that new race, you'll have a power that is in you that will overcome the devil. Amen. You said, but my family's had high passion. My grandma, she was a prostitute, literally, Brother Tim. She did this and she did that. She couldn't keep her skirts down. She was an awful person. And that sex spirit has just followed my family right on down. It stops here, it stops here. Yeah. Amen, not because that I'm another human born in that line, and I'm going to stop it, but because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Because I have come to be a cycle breaker, a devil defeater. I have come to be an overcomer. I didn't come here to be defeated. I didn't come here to back down. I I didn't come to this age for this age and this lukewarmness to overtake me and give me an apathy. I have come here to win. I have come here to battle. I've come here to draw my sword. I've come here to face that enemy. And one of you will chase a thousand and two of you will chase 10,000. Amen, because why? He's in you. He's in his church. He's in his people. He's that overcomer. And he's here this morning to be that overcomer in your life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Stand to your feet the words of God. And whatever you shall say to that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart but believe that those things that you said shall come to pass, you will have whatsoever you have asked because he promised it. Amen! I say take your mountain this morning. I say take your promise.
1: Walk in that
0: victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The redeemed ought to be saying so, amen. That's right, it's nothing but the truth. I'm welcoming his spirit. I'm repulsing sin and unbelief. Let the musicians come. What is it he turned the heart of us? I was born wrong to begin with. Amen, I was like a magnet there within my heart and I had two poles, one that pulled and one that was resisting. I was born in sin, resisting the truth, pushing back and pushing back. I was one of those that Brother Brandon described, pushed back and pushed back. I was a sinner, I pushed him away where I wouldn't come to an altar. I pushed him away where I said it could be another time. I pushed him away with my excuses. But one day, brother, he came into my life and he turned my heart. Amen. now where I was once pulled by sin, now I'm pulled by God. I pulled into his presence. I pulled that pillar of fire. I pulled his presence right to me because I am a son or daughter of God. We shall over... We shall triumph. The trumpet sounds prepare for battle. You can't see it. Maybe you've never seen inside. But inside this door... Every time I step down to this pulpit, I look at this sign and I'm reminded, you have been anointed to tear Satan's kingdom down. I'm opening the door of that promise to you this morning. And I'm saying not only am I anointed, but you are not. Don't settle for nothing but victory. Don't settle for nothing but the promise to be fulfilled. You got to know who you are. I'm one of the stars. I'm a son of the Messiah. Brother Tim, you've been preaching 51 years. Yeah, this past February, 51 years. When are you going to burn down? I preached a meeting back in the 1980s. I preached it in North Carolina. There was a man come to me in that meeting. He said, Brother Tim, you're a man such on fire for God, and you still, you've got such a passion for this message and for this truth. I'll tell you what if you ever, if you ever let go, if you ever, Start burning down. I'm gonna take a club to you and beat you. I ain't never had to worry about that club. I feel like old Caleb this morning. Amen. He said, I'm as strong today as I was back then. And I didn't want to say I'm a stronger, greater preacher than what I was. I'm a more devil-defeater. I've got more battle experience than what I was as a 15-year-old boy preacher. And there ain't no quit in here. There ain't no quit. And there ain't no stopping in here. There ain't no turning back in here. There ain't nothing except Turn around. Amen. When we see there's a child of God in trouble, that devil's in trouble. Christ is on his hand because Jesus is on his hand. And we're the body he's working in. You want your healing? How much are you willing to fight for it? Amen. You want your peace back? You want your family restored? You want your kids back in church? Amen. How much are you willing to fight for it? You're going to just pray one time and quit? You better keep on the firing line. you got every right to go to Satan and say, give it back. Oh, Amen. Hand it over. I come in the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, he is the possessor of the heavens and earth. Give it back. I want you to know your children are worth fighting for. Your health is worth fighting for. The devil said, amen, the devil said, the doctor may have been the one that said it, but he said, you're going to die with this sickness? I say, it's worth fighting for. I have not come this far to fail. I have come to win because I am an overcomer. You know why? I've got my eye on the throne. David could fight Goliath even more when he learned what would be done for the man who killed Goliath what will be done for him he could fight even with greater tenacity and boldness because he knew with the winning of this battle, he would get the king's daughter. And Jesus, <laughs> and Jesus, amen, when he went to the cross, he despised the shame because he had one thing on his mind, he was going to get the king's daughter for a bride by whipping this devil. You are his trophy. You are his trophy. And you think he's going to let his trophy be destroyed? No, you will overcome. Get your eyes on the throne. Get your eyes on being a king and a priest. Get your eyes on the promise. Amen. Amen. Will Timothy, lead us in a chorus right now. Thank you, Lord. All heaven is here to back you up. Right. Thank you. Hallelujah. All heaven is on your side. We've been made more than conquerors. Overcome. weapon he's put in my hands. It just fits. I'm comfortable in my calling. I know who I am. That's what you got to be. You got to be comfortable in your calling. That you know who you are. That That you know. That you know. That you know. I'm a son of God. I'm a star in the heavens. I'm here to illuminate the earth around. Light shone on the devil, it'll discern him and call him out. Amen. Call him out on the st- in the street and shoot him. We're not here to play games. We're here to put everything we have into it. Amen. Next. Next Thursday, these three brothers right here are going to a meeting. They're going up to Nathan Bryant's. They're going to be preaching. Satan's attacked them in every kind of way they can. You know, yours might be with job situations, and yours might be with health, and yours might be with family situations. You know, we all are attacked. Satan comes. He opposes. When we blow the trumpet, he too prepares for battle. These are going away this weekend, this next weekend to, to the Jeffersonville area. I want them to go tear Satan's kingdom down. What about you? Let's pray that there be a revival in that area. And now pour into the Spirit. Come join your hands, brother, all of you. Come join your hands right now, right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, with the saints in this church, we bless these brothers in your name as they will go forth, Lord, in your name. Lord, though they may, may be opposed in every way possible, may they know and have the mind of God that they are the wise ones that enlighten that have the word and the message to bring, that you'll use them for your glory in this meeting coming up, Lord, that you'll prepare them now for battle, that you'll equip them with the words that is needed to break Satan's kingdom and his power. I pray that you'll meet the needs of your people in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Find someone near you right now, lay hands on somebody right now. Amen. You want your children back. You want your health back. You want your you want the you want the blessing. You need the peace back. You've had anxiety in your life. You had fear in your life. You've had other problems that have come. Right now is the day of Satan's defeat. Amen. For you in this in this battle, he was defeated at Calvary, but we're going to defeat him right now in this meeting. Satan, your bluff has been called and we resist you in the name of the Lord, and we command you in the name of Jesus Christ to leave God's people. You tormentor that would come and want to bring doubt and fear and unbelief, you leave God's people now. Amen, the the things that has caused problems, some of them have had the COVID, they have have, uh, after effects, they have sickness in their bodies, they have trouble that is there in their family, their children are astray, oh God, make today Be the day of victory for them. May the day they say, it's enough. Amen. Today I draw the sword. Today I put the word in my mouth. I will not murmur. I will not complain. I will not express doubt. I will believe. I'm going to welcome the Holy Spirit to my life or my situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you believe it? You receive it now. Amen. Do you receive it now? You receive it now. i